1: Get your news in less than
0: three minutes, three times per day with the Al Jazeera news updates. Just ask your home device to play the
1: news by Al Jazeera or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You want to Chris Brown tonight?
0: <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Chris Brown tonight. <laughs> I, I think he's great. And I totally forgive him for everything.
1: It's just a bummer because you went and spent all that money on those tickets.
0: I know. I feel like such an idiot now that the government has barred a a man who beat his girlfriend (laughs) from entering the country. Yeah. My biggest issue is how were those sold out shows? They weren't. But he's saying that they were sold out shows.
1: Are you telling me that a entertainer lied? I would be shocked if he did. But he raps and sings. Surely he he's held to, to a greater honest. account of truth and
0: Even if they weren't sold out, somebody bought a ticket. Yeah. Somebody somewhere near me has a ticket to see Chris Brown. But not you. I want to know who it is. I want to have a long talk with
1: them. Sachi Cole, Sachi, put your phone away. <sighs> Managing editor of Hazlitt Magazine, welcome back to Shortcuts. This episode of Canada Land Shortcuts is brought to you by Craig Baines, Phil Mitchell, Deborah Lari, Pat McPhillips, Candace Factors, Sylvan Modley Pants, along with 5 free travel packs. You'll get a free 1-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 along with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com/canadaland. That is drinkag1.com/canadaland. Check it out. We
0: begin with a CBC exclusive tonight, a mysterious find near York University. A
1: secret tunnel. Secret tunnel. Secret underground structure. Mystery tunnel. This mystery tunnel was found by a local conservation authority employee over a month ago. Speculation is rampant. An underground shelter for the homeless. An engineering student project. Walking dead fans going a little too far. Then, of course, there are concerns of something even more nefarious.
0: We've seen them used in the past
1: by terrorists. Given what happened yesterday with al-Shabaab claiming to target malls, they're not taking any chances. Investigators say no law has been broken. It's not illegal to dig a hole. But they also point out the people who built the tunnel are likely still around, perhaps digging away on others. Holy shit, they're still around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it got sillier than that, Sachi. The, the Global's um, Eric Sorensen actually led his viewers on a 3D CGI adventure into a virtual recreation of the mystery tunnel. Sure. Uh, Rosie demano called it a calculated and skillful scheme down under. Do, do you have any, any <laughs> what? do you have any information on the secret tunnel that you'd like to share?
0: I'm surprised that we jumped to uh, terrorist plot so quickly because they found a, a rosary in there, did they not? And generally I thought like only brown people can be terrorists and brown people can't believe in Jesus. I thought that was sort of the line.
1: They found a rosary right? and they found a, a Memorial Day poppy and as Ezra Levant showed us, um, Muslims in general, right? Uh, reject um, <laughs> honoring the troops. They
0: they reject everything good. I think we can all agree that brown people have never done anything good. So I'm a little surprised that we jumped to it that quickly. Seems seems like a bit of a stretch.
1: Someone is going to look very foolish if and when we dis- we figure out what actually happened.
0: I mean, like it's it's one of a few things. It's it like a. It's maybe a terrorist plot, which I guess is it's possible. Mm-hmm. To be fair, it is. Literally possible. <laughs> there's think, only a few options about what it is, and I guess maybe terrorist plot is uh the scariest but also unfulfilled because nothing's really happened.
1: I feel like there's no limitation to the number of explanations. And this is like the news doesn't have a very good capacity to deal with like unknown shit.
0: But it's also like I don't I don't understand why everybody's so interested. I don't find it that
1: interesting to me. Secret Tunnel.
0: I just don't care. Should I care?
1: It, this, is, this is international news at this point. It's been picked up globally.
0: That really bums me out. Like the day that that broke, th- like there was, a, there was a trans woman who was found dead in the city on the east side. Mm-hmm. And nobody talked about it because we were busy talking about a hole we found. Which but doesn't I, that seem absurd to I, I, you?
1: I learned that it's not illegal to dig a hole in the ground. Oh my
0: God, Jesse. Did you not know that, did you think this whole time it was illegal to, <laughs> to dig a hole in the ground? <laughs> Had you been keeping yourself from digging holes?
1: You know the fact that there's a silly news item that has people you know guessing and wondering is one thing and we need we need fun silly news items sure. um, and the fa- and those ones often are the ones that go yeah. you know global but the speed with which everybody was just like button mashing terrorist plot you know like like and and trying to confirmation bias okay it's near the tennis courts so therefore what they were doing it was some sort of a like wily e. coyote kind of a and i think what you're seeing is like I've saw this before when I covered like Byron Sunny. Like when you have like a like you know m- m- hundreds of millions of dollars put into the security apparatus around the G20, you know you're going to find somebody who looks like a terrorist. And and you know the saying is if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> and we've seen that play out with Arar. and we've seen that play out with Byron Sunny, and we've seen that play out again and again. If you have like the entire system of of the, of the courts and the cops all towards anti-terrorism, they're going to find people um or or possibly kind of create them and there are instances of that i think what's new to me here what's new to me what was revealed here is the extent to which the media itself is a hammer looking for a nail
0: i mean did you just like is that a new revelation for you i mean again as a ethnic <laughs> That's not exactly shocking. Actually, can you speak
1: as an ethnic? As
0: as an ethnic, as a representative of all of the ethnics. I mean, it's not shocking to me that people are doing that. They do it all the time. Yeah, like it's not it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that that was one of the first instincts. Again, that's a sexy angle for particularly for television news to take because now they can build like a weird graphic. And again, it's just right because nothing's actually happened. Mm -hmm. So it's not tragic yet. And it's really not cause for all of us to uh, like stay in our homes. But it's like it's sort of spooky. But I honestly think it's just a weird thing. I, don't, I just don't understand the level of attention it's been given. But I don't know. Maybe people just want something fun to look at. But I I also think maybe the city's a little bored. Like, remember when our mayor used to just, like, just fuck shit up all the time and we were <laughs> so busy talking about it? And now he's, like, there's nothing.
1: You know, everyone complained when that was going on. And all I said is just enjoy it while you can. It'll never be this fun again. I know.
0: No one's ever going to pay attention to us like they used to.
1: We used to be somebody, Jesse.
0: With a Conservative majority in Parliament and the Liberals' backing, Bill C-51 will almost certainly become law. So far, it seems uh, like a political winner for the Conservatives. An Angus Reid poll just last week found that 82% of Canadians favor the proposed anti-terror
1: legislation. Sachi, I know that you want to talk about polls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's your start. That's how you want to start this I segment? want to talk about okay.
1: polls. Um this one's mine. I, I you can get in here if you want. So you heard you heard AMT there talk about like well it looks like this is a political winner for the conservatives and we saw that in the globe as well. The Globe and Mail uh ran a big he- headline calling this – it's a political juggernaut and they said there's rarely been a bill before parliament that was more popular than this anti-terrorism bill, Okay, It's the kind of thing that like while perhaps we should be actually dealing with the substance of the bill – Instead, we have the horse race stuff. This one's a political winner for the conservatives, you know, and, and, and the Globe has actually printed critical stuff about the bill. But like, never mind whether this is a good piece of policy or not, never mind if Mulcair is right in, in taking a stand against it. It's a winner for Harper. It's a winner for the conservatives. It's, it's, it's in fact, it's a juggernaut of a winner. So let's look at the actual poll that tells us that Canadians are overwhelmingly in support of this anti-terrorism bill. It's an internet survey.
0: <laughs> Don't say it with that vile, that vile tone you have.
1: <laughs> we all know how much credibility to give things on the internet. No. Th- okay. So it was an internet survey um, conducted with a randomly selected sample of 1,509 Canadians drawn from an Angus Reid panel. So what does that actually mean when you do a, uh, an Angus Reid poll of 1,509 Canadians? Well, they draw on the Angus Reid forum. And these are people who have signed up to be polled by Angus Reid. They said, I want to answer polls, right? I want to answer surveys by Angus Reed. And why do they do that? They do that because they're paid. Uh, you get 50 cents to $2 per poll that you complete, or you get entered into a draw to win a $50 to $100, sometimes an Amazon gift card or cash. And I know this because Jay Watts, a listener of this show, is a member of the Angus Reid Forum. And he got in touch with me when they sent him a poll asking him to rate his uh, least favorite media personalities. And my name was on it, (laughs) along with John Gameshi and Rob Ford and others. Oh,
0: that is a tough game. Yeah. That is a tough choice. Who who do you like least? Who do you like least? Yeah.
1: And that was an Angus Reid poll for some reason. Right. For which he could have, you know, made 50 cents or something. And what that tells us or what we have to think about is like when the Globe and Mail says – You know, whatever, 85% of Canadians are in favor of this bill. What they're actually saying is 85% of Canadians who have the time and the inclination to become members of the Angus Reid Forum so that they can make, you know, 50 cents a pop answering polls support this bill. And that is – like I don't know anybody besides Jay Watts who is a member of the Angus Reid Forum to my knowledge. Like do you know anybody who would answer one of these surveys?
0: (sighs) I mean, no, but I uh, like uh, generally I would think a poll is just a bunch of numbers and figures without proper interpretation or analysis. So you have to interpret data properly. Right. So if you just get a poll and you put it on – I'm speaking because I read it on in, – sorry, in the paper. Yeah. I think maybe sometimes people read things – that come from polls. Yeah. Where they read stats or whatever it is, and they just think, "Well, that must be what it is." It's
1: taken as gospel truth, and in fact, a sure. poll can inspire a news story. The yeah, fact it, that a it, poll it exists does, is does, often... and it
0: has, yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's, no. it's true at all. And in fact, and I it... mean, there was there were a couple issues where people didn't know the margin of error on that. Was that right?
1: Well, this yeah, this one that there was a correction the Globe had to run because and that's
0: the, the one I read. Then so that's I, I, I don't know
1: enough out. about statistics. They had to remove that there was a margin of error. I, I, like Angus Reid is saying, there is. But that's
0: what I mean. Is like it's so confusing on its own. Yeah. I I I don't know. I don't have as much ire as you do for this because I read it and was like, well, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's <Well>, the? <laughs> ki- it's the kind of thing you just. Well, that's that's why I have ire for it. Is that it's the kind of thing that you just sort of like absorb as like. As you're reading headlines, I don't read the full articles of that sort of story. It's just like, oh, wow, Canadians really support anti-terrorism and you move on. And and you, you get that skewed idea and that actually starts to inform the narrative of like, well, you know, what position do the liberals take? What position does the NDP take? What position do we take? Like, even as I might feel on this one issue, I've been out there, there's no surprise in me saying like, yeah, when Mulcair says that this is a huge invasive bill, I agree with him. But then even I have a sense of like, that's my feeling, but I'm in the minority and we can't possibly win. And, you know, it starts to affect your idea of of who's who and what's what and what the temperature is. And it's based on nothing. And, you know, beyond just this sort of one limiting factor of who actually takes the time to answer the polls, there's a question of like, Can't they easily be skewed if anyone could sign up? Yeah, but
0: isn't that something you kind of figure out as a consumer of media when you're in social studies in like the 12th grade
1: well but that's a cynicism that that is kind of like useless because then you could just say well then i don't believe anything that i read i I think it's more about the media like how much weight do you give this do you run that screaming headline where you report as fact that canadians are on side with this do you put it in context properly i mean and you know i i just had this whole kind of like fracas with the globe around (laughs) a uh survey that they, they called a poll which was about whether you support you know Harper or, or who else and it got completely gamed and it was like 97% NDP support and then it mysteriously dipped to 65% NDP support and there's oh, all yeah. kinds of questions about how that happened mm. but most people wouldn't even know the difference between you know the Globe said well that was just a survey and we should in the future Sylvia Stead said we should just you know clearly lo- like identify what's a poll and what's a survey and what's scientific and what isn't but I don't give any particular weight so you know c- could it be skewed even, even the scientific Angus Reid polling could it be skewed and I asked the VP at Angus Reid, if it could be skewed, she answered, "You know, not to my knowledge. I know that they're skewed, uh, at least in one instance, because Jay Watts, who fills them out, intentionally skews them. That's why he joined up. Joined up. He, he, he's a listener of the show who uh, only takes part in Angus Reid polls not for the fifty cents, but in order to screw with the results. So, we're like, that's right? A,
0: that's a noble mission. It is a noble way.
1: mission. That's just a flaw before you even begin." But
0: but again, like I think you're putting too much value into polls and surveys.
1: I'm hopping around like a madman around this poll and who cares about polls except for the fact that it actually shapes like policy and politics in this country and it's like –
0: do people listen to these things? Like, maybe I'm living in some sort of a bubble. Because when I when I saw it, and when my sexy teen demographic, right, yeah. we were all like, "Well, that's not true." <laughs> we just went about our business. Like, I don't really know a lot of people who had to like had big meltdowns about it.
1: I'm just saying that you know maybe it's not you know you, you see how these things get said and then repeated and then you you lose even the context and then it's just like well Canadians support sure. this and that's how which it is goes. why
0: you need journalists who specialize in things like data and polls
1: and who don't and, just repeat yeah and who like, don't. Yeah, yeah, I, but that's
0: hard to do when everybody's laying everybody off.
1: <laughs> this next one may appeal more to you. <laughs> For the first time in 20 years, Ontario's sex education curriculum is going to change. Starting in September, the lessons taught in school are now going to reflect the internet age.
0: I want students to understand what it means to say no and what it means to give active consent. You do not have my consent to teach my children about masturbation and anal sex, and you do not have my consent to teach them about gender identity theory. Ontario is not the only place wrestling with how to update its sex ed curriculum. A lot of the things that are added to it are things that we've been talking about in BC for a long time. In Alberta, both the Edmonton and Calgary school boards voted just last week to lobby the province to add consent to its sex ed curriculum. That woman
1: from BC, I sort of picture her like lying in bed with a cigarette. Like, <laughs> We've been talking about this stuff for a long time out west. As
0: they should, yeah. As they should. It's taken. T- I didn't. I. I was raised in Alberta, so I didn't know what the Ontario curriculum yeah. was. But I didn't know it was that bad for that long. <laughs> like, what have you guys been learning?
1: I was taught that,
0: but you are. There's a special be fair, seventy years old. So. I am seventy
1: years old, and I was taught that there's a special sneeze. Oh, bro. when um, I think I'm going to go ahead and call phony debate on this. I don't think I think that there's probably you can find a nut job or two or a fundamentalist. No,
0: I think it's real.
1: There are people who say don't teach my yeah. kid the proper technical name for their genitals that yes. my, my kids shouldn't but We know this. don't
0: have to really pay attention to those people. That, it's the same, it's the same argument as why you shouldn't, you shouldn't give any platform to people who don't think you should vaccinate your children. It's
1: a ninety nine and one debate. Yeah. You, you can find them, but it's, it's, it's not a mainstream or a reasonable opinion.
0: Oh, I don't think it's reasonable, but I think there are a lot of them.
1: If only we had a poll. Oh. Um, I think that this is like reviewing the, the, the media treatment of this. Um, it's, Still, even the people who I think are on the right side of this debate, the obvious right side of the debate that we need to update sex ed curriculum, it's still spoken of in these coded words of like we need to update this for the 21st century because computers – and this is very obvious to me. Why why can't we just say this is the your kids are watching porn curriculum, right? This is like your kids are watching pornography and we have to change sex ed curriculum because they're watching pornography. But
0: were they not watching pornography in the – in like the nineties?
1: In the nineties, we traded porno <laughs> magazines and it was mostly dudes. Did you really? But I was I was a, a pioneer with, with digital <laughs> porn because like you would have like uh twenty floppy discs that would have like three images on them, and those were also surreptitiously. Images. Traded. Yes.
0: Cute. Yes. That's
1: cute. Um but no, I think that kids like pubescent, pre-pubescent kids are watching people do it and well
0: what do you think that like do you think win's gonna come out and be like we need to update this because everybody's fucking each other like she's not gonna say that so of course she has to use coded language like look how mad these parents are getting over her saying like maybe we should talk about consent if she came out and was like listen, you're, all of your 12-year-olds are rubbing their genitals together and we need to figure out a way to get them to understand what that means, it probably wouldn't fly. <laughs> so what are you asking for? Well,
1: I actually take issue with your suggestion that kids are actually having sex more than they used to. They're just Oh, I'm more... not
0: saying they're having sex more. I'm just saying they are having it.
1: Right. And when you're at an age where you're curious about sex, it's like, well, I can click a button and watch people having sex, which sure. actually which actually is not the worst way to learn about it's sex. It's not
0: great. Have you watched porn recently? It's pretty
1: I have never watched pornography, but I'm told. Look, you're you are watching people have sex, but the problem is you're watching really weird people have sex. Well, yeah,
0: you're watching the most aggressive type of it. Like, and especially for girls, might not be the best way to figure out how to have a normal sexual, or for boys. Quite, quite frankly, I shouldn't make it just yeah. So girls, both but... in
1: the like that they are chosen for the freakishness of their body parts and. Uh, because of the type well, of sex. a lot of
0: porn isn't super pro women. Yeah, I think you're focusing too much on the on the issue of accessibility of porn. I think the biggest thing about the new curriculum is that they're going to talk about gender and they're going to talk about uh, consent.
1: Did they not talk about consent when you were in school? I, they talked about it when I, I was in school. So what?
0: The only thing I remember is that in I think in the seventh grade they split up the boys and the again this is Alberta, so I don't know what it is here, but they split up the boys and the girls into different classes for a week yeah and the girls learned about how to say no and the boys learned about why they should be nice to women because they have babies right like that was the split so it didn't it wasn't equal because we were being taught like this is how you fight somebody off if they try to rape you and the guys were being taught like be nice because we can't have babes like that was that was the split so i don't really remember being taught consent i don't know if I don't think any of the younger members of my family across the country are being taught that explicitly and what that means and what it looks like. And I also think that we were never it never came up about what it what like same sex relationships were. We never talked about gender Um Identity, like that stuff, never came up. So that, to me, seems like the most valuable, yeah, valuable information that
1: they're adding. But you know what? What is taken at face value and and sort of unquestioned, at least. in and actually, I'll 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 bring up Anna Maria Tremonti again and the current. What yeah. I heard on the current was like, how do we judge the success of of, of, of sex ed curriculum and. Like, yeah, I'm with you. Like, yeah, we need to introduce more uh, like, you know, a more fulsome conversation about consent, different – a more inclusive conversation about sexual identity and and gender politics. That's all great. But the standard by which sex ed is measured according to this thing that went uncriticized and unquestioned on the current is – uh, and the question was like, well, do we do we see results? When when you teach kids about sex, do you get a benefit? And the benefit was like, oh, yeah, studies have shown that kids who are exposed to good sexual education uh, don't have sex. And that, so, oh, I guess that's what we're trying to teach them to do is to not like, – that's the point of sex education. Yeah, I mean
0: a problem – f- I feel maybe a better result would be that they're not getting pregnant
1: Sex right, feed. sexual health yeah. and less rape. That they're rape. aware. Yeah. fear. but it was yeah. just like, yeah, no, that's what we're trying to do. And to which I return. But it's really
0: hard to measure that sort of stuff. And like, I, I don't know, I don't know what the right measurement of it is. But I think that if we started talking about consent and same-sex relationships and what a normal sexual relationship—not normal, but like what what a healthy sexual relationship is—earlier, instead of starting it when you're 16, when you might already be having sex anyway. Yeah, because that stuff comes in too late. You tell a 16-year-old this is what you're supposed to do, like, that's not going to – they're not going to absorb any of that. So everybody's getting really hot and bothered about, like, it starts in the fifth grade. It has to.
1: <laughs> yeah. It
0: has to. You start becoming aware of yourself and other people, and I that's when you have to start talking off. about I think it. That
1: maybe the one out of the 99 or less are getting hot and bothered about it, but, you know.
0: I, 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 I don't know.
1: Anyhow, you keep getting me off my point, which is my curriculum. You're right.
0: This is my fault.
1: My curriculum that I'm suggesting, which is if the point is to get them to not have sex, we need to show them, you know – footage of their parents conceiving them. We need to really turn them off of the whole concept.
0: Yeah, that'll work. (laughs) You should be hired as a school board trustee. There must be a position open, right? Superintendent something. Or you can teach gym. You can teach gym and then do weird health lessons. Your weird, crappy sex ed program will be you just standing in front of a chalkboard throwing condoms at kids' faces. This is your plan.
1: That was Canada Land Shortcuts. <laughs> I hope you liked it. You can always reach me at jesse at jessiebrown.ca. I read them all. I respond when I can. Sanchi,
0: where can people find you? People can find me at Twitter at S C A A C H I or at hazlitt.net
1: I'm at Jesse Brown and the website is canadalandshow.com. The crowdfunding site is patreon.com slash Canada Land. I make the show with Andrew Norton. I am taking a week off. No Canada land, no shortcuts. Back in a week. Tragic. If you like this show, support it. By the way, Andrew, I'm taking a week off.
0: (laughs) I just don't, I just, I mean, but, but, okay.